Welcome to the Money Better Podcast, brought to you by Union Bank and Trust in Lincoln, Nebraska. Get ready for an authentic conversation about how to do money better by making financial decisions that are right for you. Money doesn't have to be a scary topic anymore. Instead, let's get real about the lessons others have learned, then find ways to use those experiences to get it right. I'm your host, Caitlin Moore. Let's chat. Welcome to the Money Better Podcast. In this episode, we're continuing our conversation about money and the emotions around it. And I'm excited about today's episode because we are talking about something that we've been talking about here at UBT for a while now, and that's weddings. Today, I have Bailey Wellman. She's our payroll specialist here at the bank, and she's been here for a little under a year. She got married to her husband in June of 2021, so a little, um, we're not even at a year yet. And she's here to talk about her wedding planning, money, and emotions. So thank you, Bailey, for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. And I also have Lindsay Dupre. She is the senior SAP coordinator here at UBT, and she's been here for seven and a half years. And she's coming to us with a different angle of currently planning her upcoming wedding for June of this year. So thank you, Lindsay, for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to you. We've been talking about this well, trying to plan around this wedding conversation for quite some time here um, when we were talking about the podcast. And I'm excited that we're coming at it at this angle, not just wedding planning, but the money side and the emotions that go into it. I was married um, almost 14 years ago, and I know that wedding planning is so different now. So it's nice to get some f- a fresh angle on it all. Um, so I want to ask each of you, we'll start with Bailey. Can you just tell us a little bit about your wedding planning, um, maybe when you started planning and maybe even the budget, you know, who was paying, was it you and your spouse or parents, family, things like that? Yeah. So I got engaged to my husband, Tyler, at the end of January of 2020. Um, So he popped the question right before the pandemic hit, which was very convenient. (laughs) Um, So it was kind of like once we got engaged, we had already had an idea that we were looking at June 2021. Um, with it being a 16 month engagement, we knew that we still needed to hop on getting things booked because trying to book things is crazy these days. Um, so our first plan of attack was the venue and, um, I was in the craziest season of my job, um, at my last job. And so Tyler really took the lead on calling venues, figuring it out. Um, within a week we toured several of them and, um, our biggest challenge with that was the size of our guest list. It really kind of eliminated, um, a lot of options. So that was kind of our biggest. Because you had a big wedding or a small one? Yes, we had a bigger one. Um, so kind of any venues in Lincoln, um, a lot of them are capped at like 250 guests and we thought we would be over that. So that was probably the biggest struggle there. Um, what, so once we got the venue booked, um, Tyler's a big numbers guy too. He's a financial analyst. So we kind of just worked out of a spreadsheet. He just started one from scratch. And um, that was where we compared, kind of came up with what we thought we might be spending on each uh, vendor, so to speak. And that's what we kind of ran off of um, from there. And throughout the process, we would refer back to that spreadsheet. Here's how much we've spent. Here's what we still have to look at, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So um, that was kind of the structure of what our budget was. Did you have a budget or were family members or you just putting in where it needed to be? 
So we had kind of a number that we were like, we just want to try and stay under this. It was really not concrete by any means. And it wasn't like, okay, we can't spend more than this much on this, but it was very fluid. Um, And so the way that we did it is my sister, my older sister had gotten married um, before me six or seven years ago. And so my parents knew and recorded how much they had spent on her wedding. Um, So when I got engaged, they said, hey, do you want us to pay for certain things along the way or knowing how much we spent on your sister's wedding, do you want us to just hand you that money and you run with it? Um, So Tyler and I being just kind of the control freaks with numbers, (laughs) we were like, if you would mind just transferring the money, Mm -hmm. that would be great. we didn't want our my parents to feel like they weren't involved at all or anything. I wanted them mm-hmm. with us every step of the way, obviously, but I'm just very cut and dry, like, write the check here, write the check there. We're in control yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then Tyler's parents ob- obviously also offered to help as well. They were in charge of the rehearsal dinner, um, which is kind of a traditional mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then Tyler just asked them, you know, at the end, if they would help us with um the reception and they did so that was really helpful but as far as everything in between um we just kind of paid for things as we went and having that longer engagement helped a lot just because we were able to just cover things along the way and I think that a lot of the things that I paid for in terms of like decorations and everything like that we didn't even like consider that in the budget it was just I just paid for it that's a really good point. The longer engagement brings more paychecks. Absolutely. So you can add to things. You can add maybe what you didn't plan on in the first place. Right. So a little, you had kind of a mixed bag of the finances where you knew the budget from your family, but you added to that along the way. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Well, Lindsay, I want to ask you the same question. Give us kind of a rundown because you're in the middle of planning your wedding. I would say the height of wedding planning. Oh boy. Um, I felt really good up until December, like everything had, you know, deposits had been paid. I felt very organized. And then all of a sudden it's the middle to end of February and I don't know where January went. <laughs> um, so I still have a lot of things to do. Um, Luckily, I can stay organized because at the beginning of wedding planning, I made a list of this is what needs to get done here. This is who needs to get paid when. Um, And I've pretty much stuck to that list. Um, There have been a couple weekends where I was like, I need to knock off next weekend stuff because I know I'm busy. Mm. Um, But there are a lot of players involved in our wedding. Um, My parents are divorced. um, So my dad and stepmom and mom and stepdad are footing the majority of the bill, but uh, like Bailey said, um, Greg's family is hosting the rehearsal dinner. Um, My mom is paying for the bridal shower, but I'm also, you know, we're looping in my maid and matron of honor to help plan that, which is has some difficult conversations because it's not their money that they're spending, but they're the hosts. Um, And um, Greg and I then are paying for anything that is left over. So how we kind of approach that is I made an initial budget, thought I was doing really great, um, and was quickly reminded that things cost more than I think that they do. Um, So how people 
handle their money or wanted to contribute is also different. My dad said, here's what I want to give you. I'm going to write a check. Here you go. Do with what you please. My mom said, this is what I think I'll give you, but this is not a concrete number. Let me know if there's some other stuff you want. Greg's mom gave us a blanket check for our honeymoon and said, let's go look at, you know, venues for your rehearsal dinner together. Um, And then we obviously are like, okay, well, we need anything else. So it's been slightly difficult to kind of get concrete numbers Mm -hmm. because of the way people handle their money or want to contribute to our wedding. Yeah. Well, that's perfect for what we're talking about today (laughs) because... um, yeah, it is hard to know how to plan a wedding when you're using other people's money. I like to say I love to spend other people's money, right? just not my own. So <laughs> wedding planning is definitely one of those opportunities to spend other people's money. But if you don't know what you're getting, then it yep. makes it kind of hard. So um, I want to ask a big question. Um, was there, Has there been, for you, Lindsay, or was there, Bailey, any tension that arose around the conversation of money? specifically maybe with the initial amounts or what you were spending on anything? I would say that there were some family members who put value on things that I didn't necessarily put value on, such as decorations for the table or transportation from the church to the rehearsal venue. Um, We had differing opinions and it kind of came down to, hey, Lindsay, I don't think... that's as important. I'm not going to give you money for it. And then me being, uh uh-oh, now I have to foot that bill. Or can we come to some sort of compromise to kind of agree on, you know, how we're going to pay for it? Okay. So when I talked to you before, you are very much like a compromise planner. (laughs) um, Because you seem very organized Mm -hmm. in your wedding planning, but then you were willing to compromise on a couple things. Can you give us the example um, that you gave me earlier about the transportation. Sure. Um, so to me, a limo service is a limo service. I don't care if it's the big bus or the smaller Escalade. Um, Greg has a very different opinion. He did not want one of those options. And the family member who was volunteered to pay for it said, you know, there are different types of limo services. And the one that you've picked, I think, is too expensive. And to me, you know, I had already done the research. I priced out different companies in town and they were all about the same for the amount of people that we had. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I did go back to that family member and we had a conversation, you know, here, here's the research that I've done. Here's Mm -hmm. your price difference. You're talking about $50. Is it worth an argument? (laughs) So um, that's kind of how we went about it. And Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't remember if we went with my limo or the other family member's limo that she thought we should have, mm-hmm. but I didn't want it to be this big stressful thing about mm-hmm. how we're getting from the church to the reception because to me, I'll pay the $50. Like, it's sure. not worth it. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Did you, Bailey, have any tension around money just to start off with? I would say... There's really only one thing that I can actually think of along the whole way between Tyler and I, Um, and it goes back to the venue that I talked about. Uh, So when we were touring, there was this venue that I was big, beautiful, and I was in love with it, and that is what I wanted so bad, Um, but 
back to the spreadsheet, we compared <laughs> that um, to the other venue we were looking at and the difference was literally thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got emotional and I cried and I was upset about it, but Tyler was like, Bailey, <laughs> can you think of what we could do with this money mm-hmm. rather than putting it towards this venue? Sure. Um, so he was right, of course. <laughs> um, but I think that was probably about the only time that we were kind of at odds about it um and again he proved to me why it was the right thing to do but otherwise everything was very um fluid just little things like Lindsay mentioning the limo service it you know stuff like that it was kind of like later towards almost the wedding and I was like oh we should probably book that and (laughs) so I was looking things up and I was like here's one this is what it costs he goes yeah call and book it so Mm -hmm. just it some things were more relevant, some things weren't. And yeah, so. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of like what the value are is. Lindsay, you mentioned that just some people put a little more value into something yeah. than other things and it may not be your value. Right. So transportation <laughs> wasn't your, you know, hill to die on in the right. conversation, but the <laughs> yeah. venue may have been yours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you lost that argument, but thousands of dollars could go elsewhere for sure. He was right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So a big part of wedding planning is making decisions for others, like your wedding party. And so I want to talk about that um, because, as we all know, when you have your bridesmaids and groomsmen, you're asking them to purchase clothes and shoes and jewelry and, and other things. How do you? How have you gone about making a decision for other people when it comes to finances? You two have very different ways of doing it. And I love this. So talk about how you made the decision on maybe the dresses or the the tuxes or whatever that looked like for you. So Bailey, I'll start with you. Yeah. So uh, Tyler and I did not want to inconvenience our wedding party at all with like how much they were spending. We felt like whatever we asked for was pretty reasonable um, just based off of our own experience being in wedding parties, um, stuff like that. So with my girls, um, we just bought our dresses online, actually. It was it's just becoming very popular mm-hmm. these days. Um, yeah. So they're pretty affordable. Uh, they did not have any qualms about it. And we literally had a little party where we got together and shopped online. Um, that was how we did it instead of going shopping for dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as Tyler's uh, groomsmen and ushers, they it was, it was very interesting for us just comparing the numbers between renting versus uh, buying Mm -hmm. so we decided to go with suits but um and we had them buy their suits and Tyler did a lot of research just trying to figure out what was more affordable and because of COVID the rental rates of tuxes and suits was like astronomical just to rent them yeah so it truly was like maybe 10 to 20 more dollars to buy a suit as opposed to renting so that's what we chose to do um we said brown shoes doesn't matter what they look like, do your thing kind of thing. Um, And it was interesting because we still got a little bit of pushback um, from the groomsmen and ushers because they were just confused as to why they needed to buy a suit. Mm. You know, some of them were like, I don't need a suit. I don't need to keep this. Um, Everybody needs a suit. You you would think. (laughs) (laughs) You would think everybody needs one at some point in their life. Um, But it was once Tyler was like, hey, it's literally the same cost and you get to keep it they were 
fine with the cost okay. of it then at that point. So. so did you just pick out a dress that was pretty cost efficient or you had everyone looking at the same time? Was it for, you mean for the bridesmaids? Yeah, for the bridesmaids. Yeah, they, I was very relaxed on it. So I was like, hey, it needs to be long. It needs to be this material and you're going to wear this color and you're going to wear this color and go for it. And mm. so they got to choose what style they wanted, okay. um, which in turn meant, you know, they could, if they wanted a cheaper one, then that's fine. That yeah. was their choice. Yeah. So yeah, as th- I had a vision and then they got to run with it. So that's nice. Yeah. A little flexibility there with the dresses. Yes. Very nice. All right. So let's move over to you, Lindsay. How are, how have you handled the, the dresses and the tuxes or. Yeah. yeah. So similar to Bailey, I had, um, my bridesmaids order online. I said, this is the color material and length go ahead and pick what you'd like. Um, more of that was because I know that the same dress does not look the same on every single yeah. body type. Yeah. Um, but this gave my bridesmaids an opportunity to spend as much as they wanted. And I feel like it was very organized. I had told my bridesmaids right before Black Friday about it and where to order from. So one of my bridesmaids got a very cheap dress because it was on sale where another bridesmaid said, I don't really want to do that. I'm going to look when I want to look after the holidays, after it's busy. She maybe spent a little bit more, but she spent what she wanted to spend. Mm -hmm. Now with our groomsmen, um, Greg and I had gone before we went or had any of the groomsmen go with us. And so we looked at options and we decided to rent tuxes. Um, The cheapest tux only came in the classic fit. Mm -hmm. Of course, the salesman said, you know, it's kind of boxy. And to me, of course, I don't wear the tux, but I think all tuxes kind of look boxy. That's just me. (laughs) Greg liked a designer suit. Now, the designer suit was more than twice the cost. So what we did was we sent out an anonymous survey to our groomsmen, and Greg and I had discussed if even one of them says we want the cheaper suit, then that's what we were going to go with Mm. because we have six groomsmen and two ushers and the dads and a lot of our groomsmen are not local. So they're also going to have to pay for a plane ticket and a hotel and possibly a car rental. So we kind of wanted to consider how this was going to impact them. You know, we don't want them to spend thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. for a weekend at our wedding. Mm -hmm. So we sent out the survey and there were a couple that wanted the cheaper options. Um, And so that's what we went Mm -hmm. with. Uh, The compromise was that Greg upgraded his suit or his tux to the designer Mm -hmm. tux. And we felt that that was appropriate because he's the groom. I love that you did a survey. Yep. (laughs) I love that idea. I've never heard of that before. And I I feel like that's really considerate where you're still giving them options, but that you love in all right. aspects, but it's like you guys all agree. <laughs> so I want to bring up another point you just made, which I so appreciate you making is considering the cost of people who are out of town, how they have to come. And there's various things when you're in the wedding party that you have to pay for, not just travel and maybe a hotel while you're staying there, but maybe the um, bachelor bachelorette parties yep. or um, getting there early for the, um, what's it called? Rehearsal dinner, missing work. Yep. So all these other things. So how many um, people had to come out of town for your wedding? How um, many, was it a large group of them? Four or five. Okay. Um, so several people. Several. So it's almost all of the groomsmen. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they talk to you about that before or was that just something you thought of? Like, 
That's consider. something that we thought of. Okay. Um, we only have one guest bedroom, so we did offer it to the best man. <laughs> we were kind of like, hey, if he doesn't take it, we'll just kind of mm-hmm. go down the line. Um, but, of course, he was like, yeah, I'll for sure stay in your mm-hmm. guest room. Um, but everybody else, I don't know where they're staying yet either, if they're going to stay at the hotel where we're having the reception or mm-hmm. if they're going to stay at a different hotel either. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hotel that we're having the reception at is also, you know, not the cheapest. Mm-hmm. So... I totally get that. Um, some of them have family members in Omaha, so they might drive back to Omaha for the sure. night. Um, but again, they're going to have to rent a car to get to and from. I don't think they're going to Uber yes. back and forth. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the other thing is a rental car, plane tickets. Yep. Um, yeah, there's just a number of things. There's someone on our team that mentioned this as a issue that an upcoming wedding that he's attending, and it it created a very hard conversation for him to have with that family member about what they will and will not do. Um, but I just appreciate that you considered that in the the wedding party. When I got married, we actually relocated back to our family's house in California because we knew everybody was there. Yep. So we actually relocated for a year to plan the wedding so that no one had to come to us. Right. So that was our big compromise was we'll just go there and then we'll come home. But I mean, that was, I mean, we were young and could do that where not a lot of people could do that now. But I mean, that's a significant cost when you have to travel for a wedding to be in it. Um, as far as bachelor, bachelorette parties, did did you, Bailey, did you have one? Was that a cost consideration for anybody? Yes. Um, so the big thing these days is the destination bachelor yes. <laughs> bachelorette parties. Um, and yes, we hopped on board with that. Um, again, we did not want to put our wedding party out of a lot of money. Um, I actually ended up going to Orlando, Florida with my bridesmaids. Yes, that sounds like it would have been a lot of money, but I was blessed with connections when it came to lodging, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um The plane tickets were booked in the height of COVID in 2020, so they were incredibly cheap. So that was fine. Um, So it was actually really nice and exciting for all of us. We got kind of just a little getaway. It was a vacation Mm -hmm. that was also my bachelorette party, and it was affordable. So that was great. And then Tyler and his groomsmen and his ushers, he had a big party. They went um, down to Table Rock Lake and did a party on uh, in Branson. Mm-hmm. And I, we were talking about it last night and comparing how much we spent and we think it might've been about the same, but, um, Interesting. yeah, they just, his groomsmen and ushers had to pay, uh, their portion of the house that they rented the Airbnb. And then they split the cost of the boat that they rented for two days. Um, but no one really had any complaints or qualms or anything he said once the guys all saw the house that they were staying in they all said it was well worth the money stuff like that so we were very fortunate that you know there wasn't a whole lot of pushback with yeah doing those destination travels yeah so Lindsay, did you have you had your bachelorette party has there been a bachelor party any not yet so the problem that Greg is having is that a lot of his groomsmen are out of state. So it's kind of like, do we have one without those groomsmen? Do we kind of wait? Do we travel to go closer? But of course, he's got someone on the East Coast and someone Mm -hmm. on the West Coast. So Lincoln is pretty much the center of that. Um, And there's so much to do for bachelor parties (laughs) here in Lincoln. Um, Another thing (laughs) is timing. The weekend before our wedding is Memorial Day, which would be opening weekend for a bunch of lakes Mm -hmm. now we our family has um, a house and a boat up at spirit lake iowa up at okaboji so that would be a great 
mm-hmm. place to have a bachelor party. I just don't know how comfortable I am with that happening the weekend before the wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can just envision all of the groomsmen getting so sunburnt because no one is there to tell them to put on sunscreen. And I just, to me, it's a disaster. So that's also kind of a control thing. I would rather Greg do that a month in advance. Um, So we're still kind of working that out. As far as me, all my gals are local. So we're probably just going to go on a winery tour around the local wineries. Um, I don't know who's paying for it. I kind of gave that over to my maiden matron of honor mm-hmm. because I've got a lot of other things that I'm stressing yeah. about. And I was like, you guys just tell me where I need to be and we'll yeah. drink some wine one afternoon. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with those. Um, I know my uncles also want to throw Greg a bachelor party. I don't know how down with that Greg is, but they're pretty persistent about it. Yeah. So he might just get two. <laughs> so is money an issue though with any, has anybody... No one has said anything, but mm-hmm. we also haven't made a decision on Greg's bachelor party if it's going to be in Lincoln or if mm-hmm. it's going to be elsewhere. Are you going to send on a survey? I don't know about <laughs> that one. You know, it's kind of like you guys will all be here in June. Yeah. Um, we did, you know, those people that live out of state, we do frequently go visit them mm-hmm. um, when it's not wedding planning time Mm -hmm. so that's kind of our face-to-face time with those friends um I just think it would be kind of hard to ask people to you know take off a Friday through Monday so that they could go travel somewhere Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of where we're at where we're kind of leaning against that but Mm -hmm. then Greg also knows that if he has a bachelor party in Lincoln a a significant portion of his groomsmen are not going to be in attendance well, and I was going to ask if you if they did it the weekend before Memorial Day weekend. It's a long. Would weekend. a lot of people <laughs> just stay out here for the whole week? Then it's hard to say. I mean, that's like a cost consideration too. That's yeah. where my brain goes. Like, right. is it more efficient for them to just stay here, or right? That's, that's extra hotel time, right. extra car time, extra but, time um, off work. But you know, you're still paying for a flight out and a flight back. Right. So you know, it's kind of like, what do you guys want to do? Balancing act. Yeah, absolutely. Have either of you been in a destination? Um, either wedding or bachelor party, excuse me, bachelorette party? I have not. You have not? Yes. I've been to a few destination bachelor parties. How was the money conversation around that? Um, It was pretty just straightforward, I would say. There was really no questions, I don't think. It was kind of, this is what we're doing. This is what the cost is. And there was um, instances where the person planning it was like, if that's an issue, message me one-on-one and we'll talk about it sort of thing. So that was really nice. Um, Obviously, I wasn't super concerned about it, but the fact that the option was out there for other girls was nice Mm -hmm. to see. Um, But yeah, otherwise, everything was kind of just, this is what we're looking at. Here's what you owe us. (laughs) Yeah. When you've done these destinations, has there ever been like cost things that have come up? For you, I'm just thinking outside of the box with you're traveling somewhere, something has to come up. Has anything ever happened like that for you? Right. Yeah, it it did. Um, There was one that I went on where it was, you know, we went on the trip, we got home, everything was great. It was fun. And then it was like after the fact that bride texted out, oh, hey, by the way, this um, is what everybody owes for this. Um, so if you could Venmo me, that would be great. It was like, And you well, guys didn't know about it ahead of time? We knew that it was going to be a factor, but we had no idea like how much. Okay. Was um, it a 
it was it a decent amount then it was more yeah, yeah okay definitely more okay. than more than expected. and then what do you do because the trip's done well <laughs> no you, one can fight it at that point right hey <laughs> so yeah you, you grin and it. you bear it um oh, that makes my stomach hurt just thinking about that like yeah. the hidden costs of those type of things yeah and then in the same instance it was kind of funny because after you know, we did the bachelor bachelorette party, then the wedding happened. And then the day after the wedding, I had a bridesmaid that texted me and was like, Hey, Oh, by the way, you owe um, me money for dinner the first night of the bachelor bachelorette party. And I was like, no, I don't. We weren't even there. (laughs) We weren't there the first night. (laughs) So, um, that was kind of awkward but it was like no I'm not paying you that I'm sorry <laughs> was it was that acceptable was yeah, that an acceptable yeah answer for it was her? fine yeah I can remember planning mine and I don't I mean I was really young when I was planning it and I don't remember considering costs for people but I do remember I was in my best friend's wedding which was about two years after mine and she had been in mine and we were just young and broke at that point and she told us we're getting these dresses that cost this much. And I had to go back to her and say, I can't afford it. And it was humbling. It was absolutely humbling to have that conversation with her um, because I, I could have paid it, but it was a matter of we'll be really broke if I pay this. Um, and she was so sweet about it. She's like, I'll just pay for it. And then you can pay me back when you're ready. I mean, whenever you can. So she really approached that really nicely, but it was, it hurt my stomach. It still hurts my stomach. And it was like, 12 years ago. <laughs> but that was just, uh, that was like, oh, that was the worst. I have to say that to be on that end to say, I can't do this. Like financially, I can't do it. That was really hard. So, but no one, has anyone ever done that? And no one? Not yet. No Not one yet. said anything. <laughs> so it's no. coming. It's coming. Oh, goodness. So, was there anything you both mentioned that you kind of had this idea of what things would cost when you started and then? you'll revert back to the list and go, oh, it costs a little bit more. Was there anything for each of you that cost a little bit more than you were expecting and you had to have a conversation about it or any guilt with that? I went over budget on the dress, which I go back and forth with because some days I'm like, we're only getting married once. Let's go all out. And then other days I'm like, we're only getting married once. You're only going to wear the dress once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. That was an item that another family member was paying for who was there with me while I was trying on dresses. And I mean, it was undoubtedly the one there were tears of joy everywhere. Mm. Lots of like applause from the (laughs) bridal store staff. It was it. So I've, you know, go back and forth between feeling guilty because I think that I'm going to look great in this dress, Uh (laughs) which sounds so self-centered, but it was the one. But again, it's like, ah, it's a one-time thing. How did the person paying for it feel about it then? She, you know, was like, whatever you want, you know, go for it. Um, It was a very sweet moment. Uh, But it was kind of like, it's going to need a lot of alterations too, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So, Which is so expensive. It is. Oh my gosh. I'm just glad that I'm the right height for it so they don't yeah. have to hem it. Um, but there's a lot of boning that'll need to be mm. taken out. Uh, but again, it's something that we went over budget on and I'm trying not to feel guilty because I'm going to be like those, you know, when I see my wedding pictures, I'm going to be like, 
that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we went over budget on, even though we got some assistance from Greg's parents, was the honeymoon. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is we have not gone on any vacations since COVID has happened, mm-hmm. so this is kind of our all out. Mm-hmm. We upgraded to the all inclusive. We are traveling internationally. It's a lot. Um, so we, you know, originally tried to stick to the money that was given us, mm-hmm. and quickly discovered that the kind of honeymoon that we want is going to be an upgrade. Yeah. Bailey, since you've already been married, do you regret spending any money on anything? Not to kind of copy what Lindsay (laughs) said, but yeah, it made me think of my own story with buying my dress. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I went over budget. I mean, when I say over budget, it was like a little bit. And it was like, okay, no big deal. I figuratively was paying for it just because I was running the budget Tyler and I were um one thing I didn't think about is when you ring it up it's like oh sales tax is actually a thing too so and you how much add- are you gonna oh, tip yeah. right whoever <laughs> was helping you at the bridal shop and I was like oh, oh I didn't know that was a you thing you have to tip people oh it, you know it's a thing <laughs> apparently so it was, you know interesting I'm a bad person because I did not tip I didn't know that was a thing but oh um gosh. yeah so that was an extra added costs and like Lindsay said the you know a few hundred more to a thousand more for garn or for alterations yeah um stuff like that so I would say other than that I can't remember there being anything too outstanding that we spent more than we thought I think I'm kind of a person that assumes everything's going to be a lot more than it is so okay. you know I think kind so you of factored high yeah I always try to think worst case scenario when it comes to money like what's the most we're going to spend sort of thing so I think that you know that helps then because I didn't feel a whole lot of guilt yeah that's a good way of doing it think high think expensive so then it's a victory when you save money instead of guilty when you spend more absolutely great advice (laughs) (laughs) great advice for anything oh my goodness so I have a guilt story and my mom still brings this up Um, I was not a bride that had ever dreamt of my wedding. I just didn't care. I was, I wanted to elope from day one. It was my, um, the groom that really, really planned it out. Um, but I went to the bridal shop with two of my bridesmaids to just look at dresses and I pulled three wedding dresses off the hanger, tried them on. It was the second dress. And I'm like, I'm buying this. It was just me and two others. And my mom was so upset that I didn't take her and she still brings it up. And I'm like, I just, I didn't want that moment. I didn't want the the gawking of everyone and the applause, like you were saying, Lindsay, I just didn't want that. But I was like, I love this dress and I'm going to get it. And it was on sale and it was like, I didn't even have a budget. And it was actually, I buy dresses now that were more than my wedding dress. And so, but I, my mom still brings it up. She's like, well, you didn't want my help. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't want my opinion. I'm like, well, I really didn't. But she makes me feel so guilty about it um, because it was her money. Because I called her. I'm like, hey, I found the dress. Can you foot the bill for this? <laughs> and then we just did it. So that was my biggest guilt. Actually, I would say probably the wedding overall. Like, I really wish we could have eloped and just taken that money and run. Right. <laughs> Bought a house. Yep. yep. <laughs> Anything like that. Have any of you thought of that, either of you of like the amount of money we're spending on this one day what are other things that we could do with it right more vacation yeah Um, because well right before we got in we got engaged and then we bought a house so we did those kind of back to back so 
I feel like wedding planning now is a little bit easier for Greg and I in terms of finances because we had to buy a house. (laughs) So we had those hard conversations about how much we should save, how much, you know, we should spend on things with that. Um, So wedding planning has been easier, but definitely not like a walk in the park. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. And having had the wedding, do you ever look at the total? Have you looked at the total gone? Oh my gosh, we could have done this, isn't this? Yeah, for sure. Because we love to travel and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I, I don't know that we've even actually actually looked back on just how much we spent. Because it was yeah. one of those things where when we got to the wedding, it was just a whirlwind, and you wrote a totally. check here and you wrote a check there, and yep. it was all done and it was paid for. And yeah. I d- don't really want to look back. <laughs> to be honest, I, know. I think it took us a couple years to actually look at the total because we we're like. Oh man, and we cut a lot of corners where we could um, because we were given a budget. But it was still like, even even now, fourteen years later, I think in the realm of things we didn't spend that much. But I'm like, we could have bought a car, mm-hmm. like we could have <laughs> bought a car with for cash, like, and it just kind of makes your heart sink a little bit. But the weddings were beautiful, right? So that's yes. all that matters. <laughs> exactly. So I want to ask a question, and it's like the hard question. Um, but I want to hear about conflict or hard stuff, hard conversations, pain, agony, anything that was just really tough about maybe spending someone else's money um, when you're planning your wedding. Do either of you have an example of something that happened that was just just really caused a lot of either conflict or emotions that came from that? Yeah. Um, like I said, since there are so many different players, you know, people put value on different things. So I had someone who put value on a lot of real floral as centerpieces. Um, To me, I didn't, I priced it out (laughs) Mm -hmm. to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I thought that is a lot of money to spend on flowers. And I'm going on my honeymoon two days after the wedding. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do with 20 bouquets of flowers? Yeah. Um, I'm also very crafty and would get enjoyment out of making my own centerpieces. So, you know, I had to kind of have this conversation that was like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Was there a compromise with that specific? I mean, ultimately I made my centerpieces. Um, The compromise was at the rehearsal dinner where there are only five tables, we're doing real flowers there. Um, I think that's much easier to either donate the flowers afterwards or bring them to work. Mm -hmm. 20 is a lot um, of flowers to just give away or haul or even transport anywhere. Did you have to confront about that or were you confronted about that? it was brought up and then it was brought up as if it was a joke, like, oh, ha I'm kind of kidding. It wouldn't really affect me. But knowing this person, I was like, they might be upset with me if I just don't tell them, mm. you know, I'm going my route instead of yours. Sure. So we did have a conversation about it. Um, and it's all fine. Everything's great because, you know, the guests are not going to remember if it was, you know, wrong or not done a certain way, they're just going to know how it is. So they're just going to know that I made my centerpieces and I'm going to love it. I had fun doing it. um, And that's just kind of how it got justified. Yeah. Bailey, did you have anything? 
I honestly cannot think of anything. I thought this was all super fresh, but maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know. I went through stress and conflict and stuff like that enough to where I was like, I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> um, planning a wedding was fun, and I can say that I did it, and it was great. But yeah, it was just yeah a one-time thing. Yeah. That's for certain. <laughs> Isn't that the goal, though? Absolutely. Just thing. Yes. <laughs> do, Lindsay, you're in the middle of it. Would you? still call it fun yes and no <laughs> it depends on the weekend yeah um, it depends if I've spent a lot of money that weekend mm-hmm. or not and feel guilty or yeah. not but you know I get enjoyment out of you know doing the craftier things sure. so if I'm making the centerpieces great should I be booking the limo and planning the bri- the bachelorette party probably but yeah. you know this is what's gonna be fun to me right now yeah so sometimes you just need to step back <laughs> right find your calm find your peace <laughs> yep I would agree with that I would yeah. say literally the few months lead I mean you're about as close as I was when I started going through the phases of Every night I would come home, I would want to relax, and my mind would be like, what do I need to be shopping for? What do I need to be doing right now? What other money do I need to spend? Right. It was just this constant, like, I feel like your mind is just constantly running, so. Yeah. And you have a (laughs) full-time job in the middle of it, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's so fun. That's so fun. My biggest conflict was over a chocolate fountain. (laughs) My mother-in-law, after everything was paid for, insisted we have a chocolate fountain, and it was an all-inclusive so you couldn't add things well you couldn't bring it in oh, so it's gonna cost like a thousand dollars for this chocolate fountain and I said <laughs> we already paid and she's like well I I we really need it I said look you can pay for it if you want it that bad right so she said okay and she got it <laughs> and I'm like it's not a hill that I'm gonna die on but I'm not paying for it either. right like we had that conversation and I think I think years later, she was still bitter about it. <laughs> she got her chocolate fountain, though. So, yeah. so whatever, whatever. There's still chocolate on the bottom of my dress from that fountain, too. Because everyone spilled everywhere. Right. And as I walked, it was just scooping it up. So, yeah, that that chocolate fountain, let me tell you. You mentioned just you're having to work together on the finances when it comes to buying a house. So how, for both of you, has this affected working with your partner, knowing that you'll will you will be working with them on the finances forevermore? Um, how has that changed kind of how things are for you? We quickly learned that we have two totally different savings philosophies. Okay. Um, whenever I get paid, I immediately move the money into our savings account and it's just there. I don't touch it. Whereas Greg will go a whole pay period and whatever's left in the account after, then that can get moved to savings mm-hmm. or we can go out to a really nice dinner. Or it's mm-hmm. just kind of loosey-goosey. Um, when we started saving for a house, we knew we needed to have X amount of dollars by this date if we mm-hmm. want to move. And, of course, the housing market is crazy. And so it was kind of like this is a hard deadline, um, much like with the wedding. We had a 15- to 16-month engagement, which I think helped um, mm-hmm. as far as – saving money. Uh, but now we also have a mortgage that Uh we, (laughs) it's much higher than what our rent was previously. So we kind of had to factor in, you know, okay, here's some of our fixed costs still. So what do we really have left over? And we had to look at it realistically, like what can we save and what can we spend money on or what's going to be overextending ourselves? Yeah. Are these ongoing conversations or did you learn pretty quick how you each handle money? Um, they're ongoing. So, you know, we kind of, we merged all of our stuff together in preparation to get married. Um, 
we're trying, we're on a trial run of when we get paid, we move the money right away. Um, I think Greg is coming around. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yay for me. Um, because that's how I operate. It's how I've always operated. Um, but it is a learning curve because we have our separate accounts, but we're both on it. And so it's kind of like, where do we move things? I also have like separate bank accounts for separate things. The car payment comes out of one account. Uh The student loans come out of the other. The house has its own account. Um, surprisingly the wedding doesn't have its own account. (laughs) Um, but so trying to budget around that is always ongoing. Um, and of course, large purchases are always a discussion. So there are a lot of large purchases that you make in a wedding. So we're Mm -hmm. always talking about that. Um, and talking about, is this something that, you know, this family member offered to pay for? Is this something that we're going to do? If it's us, what, you know, do we need to cut back on cost? Mm. Are we okay with just booking it? Yeah. Further discussion, or is yeah. that just that? So you're still, I mean, because the wedding hasn't happened, it's yep. still an ongoing conversation. <laughs> sure is. You guys are definitely learning a lot at a very condensed amount of time. Yes. <laughs> about finances <laughs> with having bought a house and then getting married. Yeah. So, um, so automatic direct deposit into another savings account is a great way to avoid that conflict. <laughs> right. <laughs> he won't even know it's gone. He doesn't have to manually put it in his savings. Right. That's a great option. Um, so Bailey, how did how's that going with with you and your um, your husband? Pretty good, I would say. Um, with both of us being so numbers oriented. Yeah. He's the financial planner. It's one of those, I mean, and we were both independent for so long before we were, you know, engaged, married, stuff like that. So I ran a very tight, like, I get paid. I paid all my bills. Here's what I have for the rest of the month sort of thing where he's just on auto pay. Like everything's taken care of. No big deal. Uh I'm way more like attentive to it. And it's funny because he's so much calmer and he's like we can handle this it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal um whereas I'm constantly wanting to pay attention to where we're at and what's going on yeah um so I would say you know the the wedding's over our next big thing is we still haven't taken our honeymoon um we were supposed to go to Ireland in August to follow the Huskers there um but that obviously didn't happen so now we're doing it this year um so that's obviously a huge financial commitment um We're currently looking at, you know, adding on to the trip, stuff like that, making it a big thing, which is a huge cost commitment. So I would say almost every day in my free time, I'm looking at what it costs to do this, what it costs to do that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and how much is it going to cost to fly there and the international or the the flights in between Europe and stuff like that. So um, he's just always calm and collected about it. And he's like, it's okay. We're going to, we're going to. We'll, we'll cover it. It's not a big deal. So we're both just on opposite ends of yeah. the spectrum when it comes to money. Well, you but both are money people, though. We Numbers are. people. So yes. you just go at it very differently, which yeah. can yeah. feel like maybe could be bittersweet yeah. <laughs> in the long run. Do it, one of you do the most of the finances versus the other person? He definitely handles it more um, just because, like, he had a house before okay. we were married, stuff like that. So he's obviously already taken care of the mortgage and all the bills and yeah. everything that comes along with that. So he kind of handles it. And it's been weird, like I said, because I controlled all of my own sure, before yeah. that. So it's been, I don't want to say, like, giving up control, but it's been kind of strange to not have to worry about it anymore because yeah. he kind of just takes care of it. So Yeah. 
And you being the numbers person probably wants to know and yeah. have a little more oversight over it too. Yeah. But it's interesting just seeing the change in myself though over the last year, just kind of letting go and okay. it's taken care of. Do you so. like that or is it hard? Kind of. Because I mean, if I ever have questions or worries or anything, I know I can bring it up and he's always the reassurer. So that's nice. It's yeah, it's great. Cause yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, finances are just constant open communication between us just because that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for being on money better today. I really appreciate it. It's really interesting to get the perspective of someone who just had their wedding versus someone who's planning their wedding. Um, maybe you all t- should talk after this. <laughs> right. <laughs> That had to decompress from that um, afterwards. So thanks so much for kind of making this dream come true with this podcast of having the conversation about weddings. It's been it's been exciting just to hear other people's perspective. And it's got a lot of us talking in the office about everyone's experiences. And it's funny how people are just on very different um, wavelengths when it comes to money and weddings and telling other people what to spend, (laughs) you know, dresses and tuxes and things like that. So this has been fun. So thank you, Lindsay and Bailey, for being on Money Better today. Thank you. Thank you. Union Bank and Trust financial literacy materials, articles, guides, blogs, podcasts, and videos are for informational purposes only and not an advertisement for product or service. The accuracy and completeness is not guaranteed and does not constitute legal or tax advice. Please consult with your own tax, legal, and financial advisors. Member FDIC.